0: Welcome to Creative Rising, my friends, a show about what it's really like to run a photography business. I'm Erin Youngren, and today's topic is another super practical training. And it's a topic that comes up for a lot of photographers. And we get asked about this all the time because it's a big part of our business. Today, we are talking about starting and running an associate program. Now, if you're listening to this episode because you are considering an associate program in your business, I'm so glad you're here because we've learned so many lessons over the years and we've made some pretty big mistakes, which I am definitely going to share with you here today. So you are in the right place. Or maybe you already have associates and you're just curious to hear what we have to say about it and how we run our program. Or maybe you're a photographer and you're considering becoming an associate for somebody else and shooting for someone underneath their brand. Well, I actually interview one of our associate photographers, Weston, for this episode. So you'll get to hear his perspective on what works and what doesn't for him as the actual associate. So that's coming up in the second half of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Or maybe you're not interested in associates at all and you don't plan to ever have any but you're just a dedicated creative rising listener and you're just a friend of the show. Well. I love you. You're amazing. And there's actually still going to be some really valuable stuff for you here in this episode today. So it's going to be a good listen for you and totally worth your time. So if you're in a place of considering an associate program, I'm going to speak to you for just a little bit. This idea of hiring associate photographers usually comes up when things get really busy in our businesses and you start getting more inquiries than you can handle. So you're turning away brides because you're already booked. And because you're really busy, you're probably starting to feel the first signs of burnout. Maybe you're not at burnout quite yet, but you're at a place where time has become a really scarce resource for you in your business. So you might be wondering, how can you make more money in your business without trading more of your time for your money? In other words, is there a way that you can scale now that your time is tapped out? And the first idea that most photographers arrive at is to hire another photographer to shoot weddings for them underneath their brand, usually at a lower rate. And that's how an associate program is born. For entrepreneurs, it's hard to turn away business because it feels like you're missing out on an opportunity. So all of these thoughts are completely natural. Believe me, we have two other brands. We get it. We are just like you. But Jeff and I have also been through the journey of launching and running and sustaining an associate wedding photography brand, and we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. We've climbed the mountain, we've seen the summit, and we'd love to be your guide in helping you start an associate program, or at least figure out if it's even the right thing for you and the right move for your business. Because here's the thing with associates, there's a lot that can go wrong and it's not an easy thing. Okay, if there's anything that I want you to get out of this episode, it's that associates are more difficult than you think. They are not just the simple add-on product to your business, they are a fundamentally different way of doing business and it will change how you work, how much you work, how your brand is perceived, so it's a much bigger deal than you might think. So today, I'm walking through the steps you should take first before taking the leap into associates to figure out if it's even the right move for your business. And then if it is, then I'm going to share with you the big lessons we've learned in making an associate program successful. First, let's talk about how to know if an associate program is right for you. And the first step to figuring this out is by answering this question. Do you love business? If you love business, then an associate program is going to be the right fit for you because associates will add a lot of work to your plate. So you need to be the kind of person that absolutely loves the business side of your photography and you need to love it at least as much, if not more than being an artist. Now, if you say no to that question, if you're the kind of person that says, you know, Aaron, I love photography, but I hate the business side. In fact, I just wish someone would come in and just do the business side for me, then that is an automatic no to associates. Okay. If you get associates and you are that kind of person that doesn't enjoy business, you will be miserable. And chances are the associate will actually have a negative impact on your brand and it will eat away at your business because it will water things down and it will probably burn you out. In this case, the solution to scale and grow your business is not associates. It's raising your prices or adding to your album sales. It's exploring new other products. Okay, it's about making more money with each client that you work with. So explore other ways to build and grow your business as an artist first and focus there and you will do absolutely great. So that is the very first thing before anything else. Get honest with yourself about if you love business or not. If you say, yes, Erin, I do love business, then here's some next steps to take to understand if an associate is still the right move for you. And by the way, if you do any of these steps, you'll be doing yourself a huge favor regardless of whether or not you end up hiring associates or not. These are just good business practices to begin with. The first step to understanding if an associate program is going to work for your business or not is to track your inquiries. You need to know why your inquiries are not booking you, okay? That's what you really want to know. You want to know why inquiries are closing and going elsewhere. Is it because they don't have the budget? Is it because it's not the right style fit? Or are they not booking you simply because of availability? Now, I go into the nitty-gritty details of how to track all of these inquiries and understand your closed reasons for why inquiries are not booking in episode 107. It's in season one, and it's called Four Things We Do That Turn Our Inquiries Into Bookings. And so that episode is going to be a valuable resource for you, and I want you to go listen to it because that's where you'll understand how to track your inquiries, what kind of information you need to know, and I talk about how to understand if associates are right for you in that episode as far as inquiries go. All right, so that's the first step, track your inquiries. And the second step to know if an associate program is right for your business or not is to promote yourself to CEO and get your business organized. No matter what, associates will add workload to your business. So your business needs to already be super efficient in order to handle all of that extra workload. If you have no margin in your business right now, then it is not the right time for you to get an associate. If you do feel like you have extra margin, your workflows are dialed in, and you feel like things are really streamlined, then it could be a really good time to think about adding an associate to your business. The one thing that you absolutely need to do if you're going to have associates is to sign up for TAVE. It's T-A-V-E, and it is the customer service management software that we use to do all of our studio management. So, we send contracts and bookings and invoices and automatic emails. It's where all of our workflows are housed And Tave is the only system that can handle associates, okay? Tave will handle multiple brands, multiple associate photographers, and it's way more robust than any other system out there. And it's basically what you have to use if you are going to have associates. It is the only thing that works for our business. So sign up for Tave, get your business inside of Tave, and get it organized and streamlined before you ever add an associate, Also, get yourself dialed in with an outsourcing solution. We love Freedom Edits. They are who we use whenever we outsource our editing. In fact, if you go to creativerising.com forward slash freedom, they are giving you, as a Creative Rising listener, your first job edited for free. So that will help you get dialed in and get your outsourcing solution set up. Again, that's creativerising.com forward slash freedom. The third thing you need to do before hiring associates is to manage somebody else first. You need to understand if you are willing to be a boss or not. So I highly recommend hiring an intern or a virtual assistant or have somebody come into your business and manage them for a period of time to find out if you even like managing other people. I know there are plenty of business owners that really just don't want to work with a team. They would rather do everything solo and that is okay. But you need to know that about yourself before you bring somebody else into the picture. So find out if being a manager really is a good fit for your personality or not. The fourth thing to do before understanding if your business is a good fit for an associate is to get clear on your vision. Here at Creative Rising, we believe in building businesses that serve our life, not businesses that run our life. So what kind of life do you want your business to serve? For Jeff and me, when we made the decision to start an associate program, we were at a place where we were shooting our 20 weddings every year, and most of those weddings were not in San Diego. We were traveling all the time, and each of us were racking up 100,000 miles on Delta every single year. And we had other photographer friends that had kids that were getting into school age and they were starting to talk about their struggles with how their schedules were opposite of their kids. When their kids were on summer break and they had baseball games all summer long, our friends were shooting weddings on Saturdays. And so they were missing out on all of this stuff with their children. Well, Jeff and I realized that we didn't want that. We knew we wanted to have a family someday, so we wanted to build something outside of ourselves so that we could have the option to get off the road and scale back on our weddings when and if we wanted to. So the thought of starting an associate program felt like a really good fit for us because we weren't only trying to solve a momentary problem. We weren't just trying to make an extra buck for a season of weddings. We were looking at ways that we could fulfill our long-term vision. So get clear on what it is that you want out of your business. What is the life that you want to live and how can your business serve that? Does an associate fit into that vision or will it lead you down a road that doesn't actually work for the life that you want? I don't want you to get two years down the road and find yourself tangled up in this business that's suffering because you didn't get honest with what you really want. You have to go through these steps, okay? And If you have gone through these steps and you're saying, yes, Erin, I feel really great about this. I love business. My my business is efficient and it's organized. I love managing other people. And this really fits into my long-term vision. Then keep listening because I'm going to unpack all of this for you, including the biggest mistake we made with our associate brand, Clove & Kin. Creative Rising is brought to you by Freedom Edits, the people that Jeff and I trust when we outsource our editing across any of our brands. And we've been using Freedom Edits for quite a few years now. So we wanted to share with you what we love about them the most.
1: All right, Erin, so tell me what has been the best part about us outsourcing our editing to Freedom Edits.
0: The onboarding process was amazing. It was so simple and straightforward and personalized. So what they do is they will set up a meeting with you over Skype and then they have you edit a select handful of your images and they record the process on your screen. So you'll explain what you're doing, why you're doing it, you'll use all your normal presets that you might normally use, and then they'll take that recording, they'll ask you questions, they'll clarify anything they need to clarify, and then that's how they will edit your images moving forward. So they nailed it right out the gate almost perfectly. Like there was a few tweaks we made, but it was so easy to get them dialed in. If you're a photographer that has associates or you're thinking about starting an associate program, then I have fantastic news for you. Seriously, this is a game changer. Freedom Edits has a service that is specifically for associate programs. There is so much more heavy lifting involved in the post-production with associates. And Freedom Edits will custom tailor a workflow that's perfect for you. Want them to handle the entire process from start to finish? Well, your associate can drop their files directly onto the Freedom Edits server after a shoot, and you'll get back a finished Lightroom catalog and a link to the gallery. It can be that simple, or it can be customized to whatever you need. So if you're struggling with consistent images across your associates, Freedom Edits will edit your images to your exact style that you want and they will create that consistent look that your brand needs to be successful. While saving you thousands of dollars in staffing costs and reducing client complaints. Just go to creativerising.com forward slash freedom to get your first job edited for free and make sure to ask about their associate services during your consultation call. That's creativerising.com forward slash freedom. Of the first big decisions that you need to make about your associate program is how to structure it. And so I'm going to go through the different ways that I believe most people structure their associate programs. And I'm going to outline the pros and cons of doing it each way, because this is a big decision that's going to set up the foundation of how you're going to do everything with your associates. The first way to structure an associate program is to simply have an associate shoot under you, under your brand, but at a lower price. And the pro to this way of structuring the program is that it's really just the easiest route. You don't have to create another brand or another business. Your current business will sustain the associate. So everything is tied to the health of what you're currently doing. And it's a little bit easier to stop and start the associate at any time because of that reality. Now, the con to this structure is that if you are a boutique brand And everything you do is based around your personality, who you are as a person, and your couples are coming in and they're hiring you, then an associate will be a little bit more difficult because it can eat away at that brand because they're just not you. They will always be a lesser version of you. And that can be a recipe for disappointment, especially if that associate is shooting at a lower price point, then they're kind of just this discounted version of you. And your couples may just always be comparing that photographer to you. So that's the first way of structuring an associate program is having them shoot underneath your brand. The second way of structuring an associate program is to create a large studio brand that all of you shoot for. And you are simply a part of the team that shoots alongside your associates. Now, the pro to this structure is that you share the responsibility altogether. You're creating a strong brand together with multiple other photographers. And that also means that at some point you can probably step out of the business and the business will still sustain itself. So you are simply one of the associate photographers that shoots on this team. Now, the con to this structure is that it's similar to the first way of doing things. If you've built your whole brand around your personality and people are coming to you because they want you specifically, then it's going to be more difficult to branch out and get them to hire other people. If that's how your reputation is built and all of your inquiries are coming in, then it can be hard to change that to feel like this umbrella third-party studio feel. Okay, it's not impossible. People have definitely done it and they have done it successfully. But you do have to commit to this model if it is going to work. The third way of structuring an associate program is to launch an entirely new brand and have a team that shoots for it. So it is completely outside of your current business. Now the pro to this structure is that you create separation between your brand and your associates. And so if that brand doesn't do well or if it does better, then it doesn't affect your current boutique brand whatsoever. The con to this structure is that you basically have to start an entirely new business from the ground up, okay? It is way more difficult and it's more difficult to pass inquiries from your brand to the associate brand because there's an extra step there. It's not impossible, but it is more difficult. This is the structure that takes the most amount of work and ultimately... Jeff and I decided to go with this third option when we launched our associate program, Clovenkin, and that is how that whole separate brand was born. And after seven years of running this separate brand, we're actually really glad that we did it this way. I feel like it's created much-needed separation between our high-end brand of the Youngrens and the mid-range brand, Clovenkin, The Young has still been able to grow, and we've raised our prices, and we've stepped into even higher-end weddings, and Clothing Kin has been able to grow with its own ideal clients and its own weddings in a really wonderful and separate and autonomous way. Now, has it been a lot of work? Absolutely. Have you made a lot of mistakes? 100% yes. And I'm going to be sharing those with you in just a minute. So if you've made it to this point and you're saying, yes, Erin, I am totally vibing with this associate thing and I really think it's the right fit for me, now what do I do? Well, let me walk you through the different components that are involved in creating a successful associate brand. The first thing that you're gonna have to do to create an associate brand is to find the right people. And honestly, this is going to be your biggest job throughout your entire tenure of running an associate program. Finding and developing the right people is going to be your most valuable skill set. And to help me throughout the rest of this episode, I sat down with one of our associate photographers for Clove and Kin, Weston Bennett. And he had a lot of valuable things to say about his experience with being an associate photographer. And I think that this experience will be really helpful for you to hear about as well.
1: Hi, my name is Weston and I am a wedding photographer and my business is called Weston Bennett Photography. I'm also an associate wedding photographer with Clove and Kin, and I occasionally do some corporate work with Bauman photographers as well.
0: Weston met us about five or six years ago through some photographer meetups that Jeff and I were hosting, and he was just getting his start in the photography world.
1: I interviewed for an internship and started working at the studio for... I think I was there for almost a year before, um, kind of this shift with Clovenkin and, and and being asked to join the Clovenkin team.
0: The best way that we have sourced and found the right people for our studio is through our internship program. Before we expanded into our different brands, and we were in that stage of figuring out if a larger team really was the right fit for us. We started hiring interns for just three months at a time to find out what it was like managing other people and if it was something that we wanted to do. And so we brought these interns in and they helped us with our post-production, mostly culling on small jobs and sometimes we had them edit some different things. And that was how we taught them what we knew. They got to learn about our workflows, they got to see all of our images and our camera settings, and they would learn about our business. And we could take them to shoots if we wanted to, if we felt good about them coming with us, but there was very little pressure throughout the whole thing. And the internship just started out really small. We just brought in young photographers to help us out, but over the years, it's really grown into a formal educational program, and we're super proud of our current internship program that we have right now. But the biggest benefit of the internship program was not only that it helped us identify really good people, but it helped us learn how to develop our skills as leaders. We had to learn how to teach our methods and how to develop those people. So the internship was really huge for us as managers, as bosses, as leaders of a team. Now, a common objection that I hear to internships that I hear photographers say is they'll tell me, I just don't have the time to teach someone. I I just need someone to come in and help me because I'm buried in work. Well, first, the point of the internship is not to get things done in your business, okay? The internship is a teaching opportunity and you need to see it that way. The intention is to help you find good people for your future business and to help you develop as a manager. If you're looking for a solution to workload problems, then hire a virtual assistant, okay? That's what those are for, not interns, So that's the first component of running an associate program, find the right people. And the second component of running an associate program is to develop your brand promise and then teach it to your team. And this really happens concurrently with finding the right people because it is a lot easier to find good photographers when you know what your brand is all about. You need to know what the experience is that your brand promises to deliver. Because then you can understand who the right photographers are that will deliver that promise and that will be able to provide the experience that you want to provide to your couples. What would you say are some of the values that we have here at Clovenkin that you and the other associate photographers also share?
1: Yeah, I think um, the easiest example would be, you know, if you look at the Kin website, you're going to see the word saver everywhere. That's something that's really, really big as part of why we do what we do. The most important part of my job starts before I ever even touch my camera. If I'm not adding to the experience of your day, if I'm not helping you fully engage in every moment of your day, then I'm not doing my job.
0: If you've listened to Creative Rising for a while, then you know that Jeff and I are all about knowing your ideal clients and building a brand that's based on values. Well, The main value that we've built both the Young and and Clovenkin on is this value of savoring, helping our couples slow down on the wedding day so that they can experience and remember all of the most precious moments. And this is the brand promise that we make to our Clovenkin couples. So it's incredibly important that our Clovenkin photographers deliver on that brand promise on the wedding day. So when we're looking for photographers for Clothing Kin, either through our internship or our photography network, we're looking for people that we believe have a heart fit for the same brand promise. So not only are they great photographers that can shoot in the style we want, but they can also deliver the right heart on the wedding day that we really want them to deliver. So when we identify those people... Then we start bringing them to our weddings as assistants and as third shooters. And the purpose of this is to show them and teach them our style of shooting so that we can show them, okay, here's how we want you to shoot for Cloving Kin. And we're also teaching them our methods of client interaction. We're showing them how it is that we live out our brand promise of savoring on the wedding day.
1: Having the opportunity to shadow and assist at your weddings really helped me hone my own vision of understanding you know, why do I believe these things are important as well? And it gave me an opportunity to see firsthand what happens when you take moments to set down your camera for a second and really connect and engage with the people that you are working with. So that definitely shaped how I work as a photographer. It shaped my philosophy of photography and it's been really fun to take those lessons that I've learned and then find my own ways to do the same thing.
0: That might peak a question in photographers' minds, like, why would I take the time to train somebody else in the exact method that I do? And for Jeff and I, savoring really is something that's very unique to us, and it's a huge selling point for us. So there could be a fear that by training other people to do the exact same thing, that we are making it harder on our own business, that we're creating competition. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I would say if you are intending to create an associate brand, you have to train the people that you want to work for you. I mean, so much of this business is creating a brand that stands for something. And so if you're going to have associate shooters, you need to know that they have a similar heart, they have a similar philosophy, you need to know that they're going to deliver exactly what it is that you want your brand to be delivering. And you can't do that without training. You can't do that without teaching what it is that you know and sharing what is important for your brand. You know, there will always be many, 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 many weddings. And if you are creating the brand that you need to create, if you are selling this, the vision that you have and you are marketing why it is that you do what you do and what is different about you, that's going to come through no matter how many other photography businesses there are.
0: The next big component to setting up an associate program is to set up all of the logistics and the structure of your associate program. This is all the nitty gritty business stuff, okay? Like I said, first sign up for TAVE if you haven't already and start using that right away. That's a given. That is the first thing. Then you need to decide what your associate is going to be responsible for and you need to create clear expectations for that. For us, the only thing that our photographers do is that they build a relationship with the client and they take amazing photos on the day. We take care of everything else. We do the booking, we do the planning, we do all of the pre-wedding communication and then all of the post-production as well. They really get to just be photographers and we have decided to do it this way because it helps us keep really tight control over our brand. We want to know everything we're communicating. We want to be in charge of the client experience. And we want to make sure that we are heavily invested in the images and the albums. We want our brides to have an amazing and very consistent experience with Clovenkin. And And so we take on that responsibility as the business. Now, this also means that we had to build a team for that because that is a lot of work that we're taking on ourselves. So we have a full-time studio manager a full-time editor. And most of the time we have a part-time editor as well. And then we do use Freedom Edits for some of our outsourcing too. And this team handles all of our brands. So the younger ones Clovenkin, and our commercial brand, Bauman Photographers. So it's really required for us to have a team that big. It may not be the same situation for you. So if you have a smaller team, if it's just you and associate, then have something like Tave and then have an outsourcing solution for your post-production, and then really think about hiring a part-time or full-time virtual assistant that can help you handle some of those studio manager responsibilities. Start and build from there. And again, if you know the roles in your business, if your workflows are dialed in and are really efficient, then outsourcing and hiring will be a much easier process for you. So do that first before you hire somebody. Once you've decided how much your associate will be responsible for, what they will be doing and what they won't be doing, then you will need to have your associates sign either an independent contractor agreement or an employment agreement. And I'm just going to briefly touch on what these two things are because state laws are very different everywhere. So definitely check with your individual state to understand how you need to set up your associate relationship so that you're legally compliant. Really, that is super important and I can't stress that enough. Basically, the difference between an independent contractor and an employee is that if you require your associate to only shoot for you and they cannot shoot for themselves under their own business, then you need to look into making them an employee of your business. They are in an exclusive relationship. However, if your associate is free to shoot outside of your business and they make income on their photography elsewhere under their own business name, then you will be looking at an independent contractor type of agreement. And this is what we do in our business with our photographers. And just to give you a little bit of background on why we made that decision, this actually comes from the big mistake that we made with our very first associate photographer for Cloven Kin. We found this amazing photographer that we really loved and we were just starting Clovenkin. We didn't have a brand created quite yet at that point. So we decided to create the Clovenkin brand around the personality of this photographer. So version one of Clovenkin's brand was all about this one person. And so we made it an exclusive relationship. This person could only shoot for Clovenkin. Well, a few years in... After spending a lot of time and effort on building this brand, this photographer decided that they wanted to leave and build their own business, which is totally their prerogative to do. The expectation that they would stick around forever, honestly, was an unreasonable expectation of ours. And so when they left, basically, the Clovenkin brand became defunct. It was really devastating, And suddenly, we had no photographers, and this photographer did shoot the rest of their weddings that they were booked for, but we couldn't book anything more until we found new people. And so we really had to start from ground zero with a brand new team. And through that whole process, we learned a really valuable lesson to making our business work. We learned that for us, we needed to hire amazing photographers that are also running their own businesses. And so they're shooting for Clovenkin on this side. They get to make extra money by shooting for us, and we get to develop a really amazing team that can shift and fluctuate without affecting the overall brand. Does that work well for you as well? Talk to me a little bit about that dynamic.
1: Yeah, I think it does work really well for me. And for anybody who's considering this, I think it's important to know that there are trade-offs, right? So weddings often book six months to a year plus in advance. And if you are associate shooting for a company, if you are lead shooting for another company, that comes with knowing that you are going to potentially block out a date a year in advance that you might get another inquiry for, but you've already committed to another wedding. I think it's pretty common with being a second shooter, if you book something really, really far in advance and a primary inquiry comes up, you can talk to the person you're second shooting with and they can say, you know, hey, I have somebody else I can ask. It's not a big deal. Go ahead and take that inquiry. Uh, but when you are an associate shooter, a lead shooter for another brand, especially a brand like Cloving Kin where each of us are being matched with couples intentionally and the client knows which photographer it is that they are booking with. It's not a mystery photographer type situation. There are going to be times where you're going to be booked and you're going to have to turn down another inquiry. So that is a trade-off. However, for me, it's worked out really well. The reality is it's a lot less work to shoot for another company than it is to shoot for your own company. I don't have to worry about a lot of the client communications. I don't have to worry about the post-production. And so while it is less income for a single wedding as an associate shooter than it would be to book a wedding through my own company, I'm also doing half the work. And so it's nice to be able to supplement my wedding schedule with some weddings where I don't have to worry about post-production, I don't have to worry about getting these images delivered by a certain time, and I don't have to do a lot of the tedious stuff that comes after. So it works out really well for me, and I just know that you know there are going to be some trade-offs with it.
0: Once you've decided how you're going to structure your program, then you need to create really clear expectations with your associate and keep the lines of communication open. If you've checked with your state employment laws and you know that your associate will be an independent contractor, then the good news is that in our photographer shop, we actually have an independent contractor agreement available for purchase. So just go to creativerising.com forward slash 204 and you'll find a link to our contract there and you can use it in your business. And this independent contractor agreement is invaluable when it comes to setting clear expectations and preventing future problems. It was written from the ground up by our lawyer who specializes in employment law, and it's a really clear, straightforward agreement. It outlines things like who owns the copyright to the images. For us, the studio owns the images and not the associate. And it outlines what your photographer can and cannot do on a shoot. It outlines expectations with vendor relationships. So for example, if your associate meets a new vendor on the job and they're working for you under your business name, then they can't then go actively solicit that vendor underneath their business and start working for them outside of your business. So it outlines all these really important things to protect your brand, but it also protects the associate. It makes the independent contractor status really clear, and it outlines the payment terms for when and how they'll get paid for their work, whatever it is that you agree on, and it makes sure that the contractor knows that even though they're working for you, they don't have to do anything that makes them feel uncomfortable or puts them in a dangerous situation or just plain goes against their ethical or moral values. This contract is the third-party agreement that outlines the terms for everybody involved, And it's just so important to cover this not so fun stuff. It's the stuff that we don't want to talk about because it's awkward, but it needs to be talked about so that you can avoid even more awkward and really potentially damaging problems later on. As the business owner, it is your responsibility to have these conversations up front and to make sure that your associate is aware of all of the agreements and all of the expectations before they sign an agreement and work for you. Now, there's two things I want to say about this contract before we move on. First is that if you do buy this contract, quickly run it by your own lawyer and make sure that you're compliant with your state's employment laws. But by buying this contract and paying your lawyer to quickly look it over, it is so much cheaper than having a lawyer write it from scratch. Believe me, we paid to have this written and it was not cheap. Second, this agreement is also perfect for second shooters. So we have any photographer that shoots for us, whether they're a wedding associate or a second shooter or someone that's shooting for a commercial brand, they all sign this same agreement. So even if you have second shooters, it is really wise for you to have them sign this contract. So again, just head to the episode page at creativerising.com forward slash 204 to get the contract. That's creativerising.com forward slash 204. The reality is that even if you get your structure and your expectations all set up ahead of time, things are going to change and develop as you learn and how to run an associate program. And you're going to have to experiment to figure things out. So one of the last components to making an associate program work is to communicate while
1: you experiment. We've definitely experimented over the years. We've tried different things as far as how many photographers do we have on the team, We've tried doing different types of meetings for booking. So we used to do in-person meetings with every inquiry. Then we did phone meetings. Then Kelsey, who was running a lot of the bookings, was doing the meetings for us. And in trying all these things, I think we have found what does and doesn't work uh, on your end for the business as far as booking goes. On my end as a photographer, finding what does and doesn't work is I, I found that... If I was associate shooting a wedding where I had not talked to the couple yet and you know you're doing one of those like look down at the paper before you walk into the bridal suite to remember what the bride's name is, I just don't have as much fun on those days.
0: I know from the, you know, business perspective and the business owner perspective, we found that the end product has been better when our Photographers have talked to the couple, just like you said. And that's because of the end product that we are going for a very emotional, connected photos, delivering that experience on savoring. And so, engagement sessions has been something that, even if the couple doesn't end up booking one, sometimes we know, like, oh, we're, I think we're going to have to make an engagement session happen for this particular couple with this particular photographer to make the whole experience that much better. And we're willing to pay that cost to pay you to shoot it and you know what the editing and all that kind of stuff so that the end product is a better end product and thus our business will get more referrals and so coming from our perspective investing in that relationship has paid off for us This open communication is especially important for when, not if, but when problems arise with your associate program. When a problem comes up with a client that the photographer worked with, you need to be open to feedback as the business owner, and you also need to take responsibility for it because it's your business and your brand, not your photographers. So talk to your photographer and see what can change or shift or be more clear on your end to prevent that problem in the future. And it goes both ways. If you're an associate photographer, be open and express what it is that you need from the people that you're working for. Here's Weston.
1: Keep in communication with the people that you are working for. Express what it is that you need. And because if you're going to have a sustainable work experience associate shooting for somebody else, you have to make sure that you express You express your needs, that you're communicating clearly. Expressing my needs as a photographer is important because I want to just be so fully in love with what I do and why I do it and who I'm doing it for. And I can't do that if I'm not communicating what I need as a contractor.
0: Yeah, I think it's the kind of relationship where resentment can creep in very quickly because you as a business owner, have so much invested in your business and your brand, and you're trusting that with someone else. And you are not there on the wedding day. As the owner, you're not there on the wedding day. You don't know what's actually happening. And um, as the photographer, you're not on the business side of it and carrying that stress necessarily. And so it's just the kind of thing where a lot of resentment can come in so quickly. So if you're not open on your communication and expressing what it is that both of you need, where you're at, what's going on, then it's very easy to just kind of make assumptions about each other. What advice would you give to another photographer that is considering becoming an associate for someone else?
1: Yeah, my number one piece of advice hands down would be, don't associate shoot for a company that you would not refer your friends to. Because if you do that, then it means you don't have a similar vision. You don't have a similar heart. And just like Aaron, you talk about finding your dreamy clients. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. That is just as true for associate shooting as well. The reason why I've been with Clovenkin for so long is because I am regularly being paired with clients who I connect with. From
0: From your perspective as an associate photographer, what advice would you give to someone that is considering starting an associate program?
1: Well, the very first thing is having a strong sense of what your brand is, what your mission statement is, why you do what you do, and knowing that you can't compromise any of that by bringing on associate photographers. So then that would mean taking the time to really get to know the people you are considering using as associate photographers, taking the time to train them, taking the time to share your knowledge with them, and just really ensuring that the people that you are having work under your name, under your business, are going to deliver the same experience for your clients that you would. Another one is make sure that your photographers feel valued. You and Jeff are so great at creating events for us and checking in with us. Sometimes on a wedding day, I will be getting ready for my day and I'll get a text message from Jeff and it's a Starbucks gift card and he says, you know, grab a, you know, grab a cup of coffee on your way to the wedding today. Things like that really, really make me feel valued as a photographer and so invest in the people who are working for you. And another way you make them feel valued is obviously make sure you're paying industry standard at least. And if you have additional expectations outside of just shooting on the day of, then you know maybe pay above industry standard, especially if you're expecting them to stay around for a long time. Um, so make sure that you are investing in the people who are working for you or you're going to have turnover and it's going to be hard to really build A solid brand that way.
0: What has been the most positive aspect for you in being an associate photographer?
1: Without a doubt, it's the community that we have here at the studio. This is a really, really unique family of coworkers that we have. I don't think this is probably particularly common. (laughs) And I know it's something that you and Jeff have worked really hard to facilitate. And that's because you know who you're hiring in advance. You've trained the people you are hiring. You know that these are people who don't just photograph the way that you photograph, but they love people the way that you love people. And then we get to do a lot of fun stuff together. I think one of my favorite days of the entire year <laughs> is our Bommy and Clovey Awards, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, every year at the end of the year, we all get together. We have this big potluck dinner and, you know, Jeff busts out the whiskey and we all just come together and we just celebrate the year that we had. And then we all nominate each other to win some silly award that is based on a funny work experience that we had.
0: What are some that you've won?
1: So... There was this time. <laughs> I think I think you know what I'm going to talk about. I actually don't know most, what one you're going to talk about. Most likely to partay oh, with five A's. Nice. So we we did this happy hour one time, and you know I was tasked with making margaritas for everybody, <laughs> and I just got really excited about my job. Yeah. You know, I was. Little- you did your job very well at that happy hour. Yes. I made sure that there were margaritas for everybody all night long, mm-hmm. and happy hour turned into like a whole evening, and that year, I won most likely to partay.
0: Yeah, that happy hour started at 4 p.m., and we didn't get home until like 11.30.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it was a great memory. We opened up the photo booth, and we all put on fake mustaches and just had a really great time. It's not just a job. it's um, it's a job in a place where, you know, I feel like there's a family, there's a camaraderie, and we're all friends as well. And those are the things that keep people around.
0: We have come a long way in our journey of running our associate brand, and Kin. And I hope that everything that I've shared about what we've learned will be helpful for you in your journey too. There are a lot of nitty gritty logistics that are involved with having associates, whether it's just one associate or a big team. But the biggest takeaway that I want you to leave with is that knowing your vision, knowing your giftings and your brand values will make all of those decisions much more clear. Jeff and I love leading a team. We love developing people and creating community is right within our wheelhouse. That's what we are truly gifted at. So an associate program fits squarely within our strengths and it allows us to live in our vision of living a life that's surrounded by community. Even in the immense struggles and setbacks that we've had over the years with these brands, they've still brought so much joy to our lives. So get curious about your own gifts and explore how you can live out your strengths in your own business in new and creative ways. Maybe it's associates, and maybe it's not. But if you know me, you know that no matter what your business looks like, I will always be the one that will encourage you to live in your vision. you so much for joining me here today on Creative Rising, especially for something that is such a super practical training. I hope that you're able to take all of this information and all of these action steps and go and apply them in your business today. If there is something that you got out of this episode, then take a screenshot of this episode on your phone right now and post it to your Instagram stories and write on that story what it is that you just got out of this time with me. And then make sure to tag me at The Young Grins so that I can share that on my stories as well. I would love to share your voice and what's going on in your world because this Creative Rising community is all about you and not about me. Also, make sure to subscribe and leave a review so that other people can find the show as well. There are amazing episodes coming up in Season 2 and I don't want you to miss a single one. So if you subscribe, those shows will automatically pop up in your podcast And lastly, make sure to go to the episode page, creativerising.com forward slash 204 to get the link to that independent contractor agreement. You're going to find all the information you need there. And I hope that that helps you tremendously in setting up your associate program. I will see you next time right here at Creative Rising. Bye for now, my friends.